So yeah, season two, season two now. Season two is really where like people find their form. It's the form finding season for sure. Mm-hmm. And you can say like season one, like you could, like, especially like people that are, are working on the show, like us, we're working on this show. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, season one, that's fucking like now that we're here at season two and we formed it a little bit. Like that season one shit was fucking garbage. You know, it was just fucking trash. Yeah. When you're, when you're perfectionist is like us, you mm-hmm. you look back at it and you're just like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. What was I doing? I mean, I don't remember taking any drugs, but clearly I was had to be on drugs. We were definitely on drugs. Up, yeah. yeah, I'm a straight up idiot. <laughs> we we're definitely on drugs, that's for sure. And yeah, I mean, we're saying that, but like it was critically received very well. You know, like we like it was kind of broke the mold. Like people were like, oh my God, we need more of this. Like, please don't stop doing these. Definitely don't stop doing it. Um, you know, stuff like that. So that's what we're hearing from people, but us, just us, you know, we're like, yeah, that was, you thought that was good. Like that was just a fucking pile of dog doo-doo compared yeah. to what we're, we're about to pump out here. I mean, it's going to be epic and epic on the size of an already epic scale. So it's mm-hmm. epic on epic, epic right. squared almost like things that are epic. Think of a thing. That's an epic thing. Just uh, give everybody a minute. Okay, everybody's got something that's epic in their head. Now think of that thing, thinking of something that's epic. Yeah, and then that's, that that's would us. be epic. Yeah, yeah that that's that that like the pyramid of Giza is mm-hmm. epic, and that right. epic that epic being or that epic thing is thinking what they're doing is epic. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And you pick your own epic thing. It doesn't have to be don't you don't have to use mats. The Pyramid of Giza. It's a very good one. I definitely had one that I thought of um, that I don't need to share. I don't need to say it out loud what it was, but I definitely thought of something. So I feel like you do want to say it out loud, though. I didn't No, I didn't think of anything. I couldn't think I was just like <laughs> saying it in vague terms and like I couldn't think of one fucking thing. So we're going to cut this out, obviously. But, yeah, because you know, clearly this will be edited. Obviously, so we in the, on the cutting room floor, as it were. Yeah. Yes, that's what's going to make season two the most epic, the mm-hmm. most editing we've ever done. <laughs> so much editing. We're taking the editing <laughs> up a notch. That's really what we put a lot of the money into is the editing. The editing yeah. software just taking out a lot of the stuff that we say and like putting in other stuff, like funny clips from like popular movies that you may recognize, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. Exactly. It's just like one stream after another of different quotes from different comedic <laughs> movies, basically. At the end of it, I remember talking to the software guy and being like, is there a software that removes more? And he's like, well, you don't have anything left. And I was like, hmm. So there is yes, speaking at all. <laughs> ceases to the, it has to be the jargon voice too. We have to speak a little bit, you know, you know mean, we, oh God, the speaking part though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I did not get in the podcast game for speaking. That's one right. thing I was not aware of. So just be aware of that in the future. I, guess. I got into it for the glitz and the glamour, which yeah, I mean, that's plentiful. But right, seriously, it is plentiful. But yeah, the, it's not. It's no easy life, you know, mm-hmm. doing this podcast thing. No, it really isn't. But we're here for season two, and we've really broke the mold. Season one was such a success that we wanted to bring it back, and we wanted to. We really refined the show over the season break. We took a little break. Took a little break to refine the show. We said, like, hey, this really worked really well. What could we do um, again that's like this, but better? And I think we nailed it. And I, um, 
I'm confident. I'm confident going forward. Just the, the slew of episodes we're going to be pumping out. It's going to be great. It's going to be very funny. People are going to be losing their shit, loving it so much. And I thought that we should get out ahead of stuff. You know, like in this business, you're always moving forward. Isn't that right? I mean, that's absolutely correct. If you're not moving forward, it, we call it the shark mentality. And mm-hmm. I don't mean it in a sense of like a predatory salesman or something. The shark mentality is you're always moving or you die. And sharks, I'm pretty sure, adhere by that that standard or that that uh, ethos. So, you move know, or die. And move or die. Seriously, move or die. So we're always trying to push forward. We're always moving forward, pressing the boundaries. You know, things of this nature. Mm-hmm. Pressing, pushing the envelope. Yeah, right off the table. Mm-hmm. Pushing mommy's envelopes right off the table. Pushing mommy's envelopes. Yes. <laughs> mommy's got a whole stack of envelopes and like, oh, here's mommy's envelopes. And then here they go right off the table. And these are real envelopes in a real table. In case you didn't. I mean, know. I can just hear now. Now, don't, don't push over these envelopes. I'm just <laughs> back turned immediately pushing over the envelope. I got to push over these envelopes is what you're saying. It's like the internal monologue. Okay. Okay. These, these are going off the table is what I'm thinking. <laughs> There's no chance in hell these envelopes are staying on this table. So that's what we're doing. We're doing that. We're pushing the envelope. We're moving forward in this business. You have to. We conquered the podcasting scene, obviously. And we're still going to continue to do that. Um, But we want to get out ahead of stuff. We want to be like, hey, we want to have creative control over whatever, whatever project the Jargon Boys name lends itself to. We want to make sure that we are just controlling that from the get-go. We don't want to be caught, you know, we don't want to be one of those where they, they, oh, they scoop up the Jargon Boy's name and they're using our likeness and we have no say in it and they're making us do all these crazy things. And no, we don't want that. So we got to get out ahead of it. Yeah, you you get in trouble with that. You end up in some kind of uh sketchy film mm-hmm. or you know some kind of training video for terrorists i mean i've run into it and i'm like wait i didn't right. do that and i just used my likeness and i didn't get my get ahead of that legally to you know sue al-qaeda but you know they're pretty they're pretty oh, basic yeah, yeah they don't really come to court when they're summoned <laughs> to court they're hard to get a hold of it's hard to serve yeah. them with the papers that's the problem <laughs> i ran into because i've also fallen into that trap yeah. And where I'm using this likeness for this fucking terrorist video. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? How did they even get this footage? I don't know. Yeah. But it's like you in a bathrobe. It's like at home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so we want to get out of it. So we're talking today about the Jargon Boys movie, the eventual Jargon Boys movie. We had, you may be thinking, like, oh, you're being presumptuous, like saying you're going to have a movie after one season of podcasting. Yeah, that's exactly what we're thinking because we've already been kind of optioned for one. So we want to start developing it and talking about it. So it's out there in the atmosphere. And like I said, we have creative control over it. I think it's a good idea. What about you? I agree. I mean, this is a classic case of who said it first owns Mm -hmm. it kind of thing. So we said it first. Right. So obviously that's a legally binding contract of whatever movie is then, you know, after taking in the suggestions that we discussed today, make a screenplay or whatnot, maybe adapt it for Broadway afterwards. Um, you know, now we own it basically. So we're, like you said, we're masters of our domain, we're masters of our universe in that sense. Absolutely. And so, well, well, let's just get into it. Let's get into what this, so jargon boys colon the movie. 
I think obviously this is going to be a series of movies. Obviously, you know, like we're we're you talking. You can't encapsulate this story in one movie. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's like a Marvel Cinematic Universe type deal, where there's like movies spawning off other movies. Obviously, Nick Fury is there, um, just recruiting people in each one. It's the same character as the MCU. We're going to get him. We've already got him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he's signed up. He's, he's signed. Up. Yeah, it's, it was. It's pretty great. We got him for like 20 movies. It's insane. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what do you think? Is that a good title? Should we let's start with it? We should start with the title. Let's start with the title and then we can work our way throughout that. Let's Jargon Boys colon the movie. Is that it? Can we beat that? I mean, I like the 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 straightforwardness of that. Now, mm-hmm. I may be an ignoramus, um, but the colon is that like treated as a pyramid period? Uh, grammatically or is that treated how is that treated per se like it's a pyramid yeah it's three dots like in the triangle form like that's the new colon (laughs) no like right the first time (laughs) it's it's obviously a pyramid it's a it's a related to the illuminati that is it too and you just stumbled upon something great it's not a colon it's a triple colon it's a three dot colon and the dots are in the shape of a pyramid that's new that's fresh people are like what the fuck is that but they're drawing attention to it and they're asking questions exactly and that's kind of like how will we treat it grammatically i think it could be like you know, like a, a colon or a semicolon denotes a pause. You would treat a pyramid as a, like you would yell in between like jargon boys. Yeah. <laughs> the movie you would be required to, if you saw that denotation. Yeah, that's good. And we should establish that right now. Cause not only are we creating content, we're creating grammar really here with this period colon thing, pyramid, pyramid colon. Yeah. Pyramid colon. That's got to be the, that's, I can't think of a more, a better name for it right now. So that's just what we're going to call it. And yeah, we, you should yell when you see that. That's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. I, th- I think that that would be <laughs> a, a cool kind of additive because then it'd be like, you know, add some excitement to mm-hmm. the title already. You're already, you're snapping, you're going, you're yelling, you're screaming. You're yelling, you're pumping. screaming. Yeah. You're, you're making no, you're making crazy noises. People around you are like, what's going on? Right. It's, it draws the attention, that's for sure, and it's new and fresh. No other punctuation makes you, uh, you know, kind of prompts you to yell. So no. it's perfect. I, yeah, I mean, and, and I think it's just you know part of the the triangle is like the strongest thing in in nature. I think that also has something to do with it as well. One hundred percent. It's the strongest. It's the unity, the 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 holy trinity too as well, mm, right? Exactly. And yeah. this is it'll be I, a very Christian it. movie. Yeah, we'll we'll have Christian elements of it. We'll have non-Christian elements. I mean, there's it's just it's just it's a sordid tale our lives to this point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's it. I think Jargon Boys Pyramid Colon the movie really paints a picture. It's us. We're the Jargon Boys, and mm-hmm. it's a movie. So right. like that's that's it. That's that. That's the Boom. title. Yeah, we don't want to limit ourselves in, within the title to a specific storyline, even if it may be loose. We're going to go all over the map, so nothing else to to specify anything else. I think the future movies will have like wacky titles, wacky subtitles, but for this one, just to kind of set the table, and that will be a lot of this movie is setting the table. That is how we met. We were both, uh, I mean, I don't know if we've told this story before, but 
professional table setters for a long, long time before we got into podcasting. And so we were used to setting the table and that's just something that we've grown accustomed to. So it would be foolish for us to not do that, not like play to our strengths. You know what I mean? Exactly. It would be extremely foolish. And I I won't be court jester again in this mm-hmm. in this sense. I'm not going to be court jester again. No, he won't be court jester again. He was court jester for a while in, in the table setting world. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was only because your I mean your soup spoon game needed some work. It just it did. I dropped one soup spoon <laughs> one time, and everybody that's uh, nobody remembers the 800 other times I was just uh, soup spoon right in there, <laughs> slide in perfect spacing. Nobody remembers those times, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's always the one time where it's like a cartoonish flop where like the soup spoon goes flying and then knocks over a bunch of other things, like a mousetrap type scenario. Right, exactly. I, I, it was unfortunate that that one elderly woman did slip on it almost immediately <laughs> when I dropped it and like literally cracked her skull open. On oh the my ground. god, that was so fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> we saw her brains. Yeah, she was like dead on impact. Uh, it was like, are you an egg? There's no question. You are you are you a Humpty Dumpty dressed up as an old woman right now, <laughs> trying to live a normal life and witness protection? And you'll see like a dead body on like tv and you'll be like oh it's are they dead i don't know i need someone on tv to tell me mm-hmm. like this was real life and there was no questioning it <laughs> no that is a dead body that is <laughs> that's someone that's dead but anyway um so moving on uh to the rest of the movie uh we should talk about we did met in the table setting world that we just discussed so well, that'll be covered a lot in the movie us up and coming uh, or maybe we save that for later. Do we do the prequel? Do we do something like kind of we're already in the podcasting world and then we save the table setting world to for like a prequel movie? You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Kind of do a, like a Star Wars New Hope thing. Just start mm-hmm. with four and see what happens. You like know? we're already in the podcasting world. We're winning these awards. We're, we're ruffling feathers in the community, stuff like that. Like that's where the movie starts. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the good part. And maybe you could do a prequel if you wanted to do a really long movie. You could do flashback sequences within the regular storyline as it progresses in the present day to like our table setting days mm-hmm. or that storyline um, that kind of dominated our lives. The search for the finite pebbles. Yes. Remind me of that again. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> The finite pebbles, you know, right. like um, that's where we were super pissed because Marvel Avengers was doing the Infinity Stones and we're like, whoa. Oh, the finite what? pebbles. Yeah, I get the it. finite pebbles. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, you stole our bit. You stole our thing. You stole our bit. You just renamed it. You just <laughs> renamed it. And the but finite pebbles, too. Like it was a totally different thing where it's like, no, these like are just normal pebbles. Like they're fine. Right. Like you get rid yeah. of them, they're gone. So <laughs> you yeah. maybe got two or three uses out of these. <laughs> That's it. So it was, I guess, a more boring story, but you know, like it's more real life. Too. I don't know. I've never seen any fucking Infinity Stones myself. I agree. I agree. Um, but going, yeah, the timeline of movies should start. <laughs> Uh, should start definitely at I think at the precipice of our podcast maybe like mm-hmm. the first scene would be us like you know as the credits are rolling we're getting our stuff together we're getting you know our computers set up and such and getting everything set up 
and I'm freestyle rapping in the other room yeah, to get myself exactly. psyched up. We're yeah. doing, we're doing, um, where I don't know what music is playing, but we, yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, you live on tenth mile or something like that, mm-hmm. or tenth kilometer. You know, you're kind of rapping. You're terrible at it. You're right. not rhyming at all. It's not rhyming. It's like just sentences, but and you're <laughs> rapping over like it's like some like like elevator music too. So it's not <laughs> even like a really good beat. But you're doing right. It. You know what I mean? You're trying. You're yeah, getting yourself psyched God, up. It's the only way you know how. Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn. If you don't try hard. Goddamn um, God it. And of course, you're doing this in private because if the people that have seen you in the past, like just like will reject you from their life afterwards because seeing mm-hmm. it is just too. Um, we've talked about Epic before. The 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 the, the young ones of this pod will label it something as mega cringe, and that's what yeah. it really is. <laughs> mega, it's mega cringe. I mean, we've probably lived the cringiest lives. It's a surprise we don't just hide away sometimes in deep dark caves or something after certain events. I mean, just, I can remember several events in my life that just it just seems to I have a talent for embarrassing myself. So oh hella cringe, bro. That's what like me saying it to my younger self is. That's that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, when you're having your psychotic break and talking <laughs> with the multiple personalities. But yeah, like absolutely. Like it's it's super cringe. Crazy cringe. And this movie won't be like that, though. I forgot how we got on this topic, but we're circling back. We're talking about the movie, and it's how we met, and and everything, and how we've conquered. Like, yeah, it should be conquering the podcasting world. I think that's the first one. I think that's the first movie. The first scene is us kind of getting our shit set up. You know, like the like we said, the, our vocal warm ups, which is our rapping, are mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. Like that's the first chunk of the movie before we even record. You know what I mean? Like 45 yeah, right. minutes in, we're hitting. It's kind of like I see it as um, there will be blood, mm-hmm. you know, where there, there's no real dialogue for the first like 40 minutes of the movie. And it's just kind of right. like exposition and everything. And, you know, and just showing, you know, him as an oil man and everything like that. I see this movie a lot like that, where there's no speaking, no dialogue, nothing for the first 30, 40 minutes. I think mm-hmm. and it's a lot of us just, getting our podcasting headspace, like setting our setting our stuff up and everything like really mundane stuff to draw the viewer in like hey this is real life this is relatable i do this shit mm-hmm. you know yeah like i'm taking a huge dump or something like mm-hmm. that like i take a pre-show dump just your anxiety so. dumps yeah yeah <laughs> my anxiety diarrhea you know mm-hmm. obviously everyone's gone through this of course and we go through it every single week and we make sure we get <laughs> that out of the way and there's a lot of and we, there is no dialogue. Technically, there is screaming during the diarrhea scenes, but there's that's not really dialogue, though. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess ahs and stuff are letters in the English language, but it's not really like I'm not conversing with anyone. I it's mean, not really going to be in the script. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be more if the actors kind of like if we're directing it, I'm going to let them kind of play with it a little bit. Right. Exactly. That's where they kind of have their time to shine. You know. Right, exactly. How how are you going to interpret this this diarrhea scene? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Daniel, like Dave Lewis, <laughs> and that's good. We should talk about it. I mean, I want you to think. I mean, I've known you. I know you've thought about it. Like, who's going to play you in this movie? That's what like we should. Like, that's the main thing. Everything else kind of like writes itself after. Mm-hmm. Who are you eyeing for yourself in this role? 
Um, well, I definitely feel like Daniel Day-Lewis, as I mentioned earlier, can definitely capture thinking. my intensity mm-hmm. um, and my dedication to the craft. And also, I think he would really blow up, pun intended, the diarrhea scene. Like, I agree. Really blow it up. I think you want, though, because I think you might be a little confused because you said you always wanted just Daniel Plainview, like the character from the movie, like that, like him as as an actor you know who just happened to be played by daniel day lewis but you wanted daniel plainview to from there will be blood to play you in the jargon boys movie is that that right um, it could be a little convoluted we had we had talked about that yeah and i i think i got clarified on that but i definitely went a a long time when we were talking about this movie thinking daniel plainview was a person because i tried to go find him you know i tried to contact him and stuff (laughs) like that Turns out after a couple of years, I definitely got to the bottom of it. He is just a character. Yes. Um, um, so that kind of, you know, then, you know, that sent me into a whole spin, a tailspin, if you would. Oh, God, I remember a that. A couple mescaline binges later, um, <laughs> I came through and I accepted the reality that Daniel Day-Lewis plays Daniel Plainville on the, on the movie. So then I was like, well, I'll just have him play. And I'm like, man, I should have just thought about that a little earlier. You know, this well, was it was years. a long time. It was like nine months or so yeah. like where that whole process we talked about it in a couple sentences but it was a while and i'm glad you came to that realization and i think that's a perfect yeah i think that he would he would crush first of all he'd crush that diary scene second of all oh, i think yeah. he would just crush your intensity and presence on this show yeah i think he would he would be like i've abandoned my pod i've abandoned my cast <laughs> And that's just one scene that's right there. Like that's obviously yeah. going to be about a half hour of movie is him yelling that in the church. Yeah, Like uh, as he goes around and just kind of goes in different areas, the church and everywhere and uh, just kind of yells that it's like th- his setting just to goes to a different scene just to say that. Cause he's like, now I'm saying it here. Now I'm saying it there. Yeah. And he says that too. Like before he says it, he's like, now mm-hmm. I'm saying it at the bank. <laughs> I've abandoned my pod. I've yeah. abandoned my cast. <laughs> That's really good. I think I can't see anybody else. I've had this in my mind. Like since we started this podcast, I'm like, okay, this is eventually going to become a movie. Like, who do I want to play me in this movie? And I think you went the right route with the Daniel Day Lewis slash Daniel Plainview, whoever you in your brain think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's kind of a, he's a big name. multi-oscar winner big Mm -hmm. draw a-list so to kind of combat that i was thinking of going someone a little bit more no name someone maybe a little bit more up and coming i like it none other than so famous a relative of someone that is famous but uh doesn't not really a household name quite yet but this could be his big break and i think i could see burgundy johansson playing me burgundy johansson yeah. i like that I like scarlet's that scarlet johansson's brother yeah no one ever really talks about him and they don't really know he exists but burgundy johansson yeah <laughs> yeah i thought i really do like him now i only really know a little bit about him so if you want to expound for the audience about what his kind of um his track record is what he's been in how what attracted you to him well he's kind of he's an incorrigible scamp you know much oh, like you want to rough? Do you want to ruffle his hair? Yeah, you want to ruffle his hair. He's, he's a little uh, incorrigible scamp. Like that's how I would describe him. I'll say it. I just uh, I can't think of any better words. 
so that's going to be it. But like, he is just kind of like a Dennis the Menace style, um, but also like very serious. Like, Dean, like if there was a Dark Knight style movie where it's like really dark, you know what I mean? Pun intended. But it was about Dennis, the, but like Dennis the Menace was the Joker instead mm-hmm. of the Joker. You know, like the movie's about Dennis the Menace, like he's the villain. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that. like a twist because he's always been made to be the like the good guy almost or something in the Dennis the Menace movies. Right. So like in that universe, like that's that's kind of what I'm going for, like him, but also kind of like a like, like a playful little kind of shithead. You know what I mean? <laughs> Playful asshole. Playful asshole. Slingshot in the back pocket still, of course. I mean, I borrowed a lot of stuff from other properties, but like I'm just dancing on the razor's edge of copyright infringement. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's what we do around here. You skirt the system. You try to play with it a little bit, you know, see what it's going to give you. Less work for us. Yeah, absolutely. Saves hours. uh, Hours. So we're looking at... Okay, so we got Daniel Day-Lewis... Mm-hmm. as matt we've got burgundy johansson as reeks love the choice by the way thank you thank you i think this could be good i think this could be a good tandem now do yeah. they have um now what's the conflict though you know what i mean like there has to be every good movie has conflict we have the setup we have the plot is really like us dominating the podcasting world and that's like really how we're going to end up is us wielding the podcast trophy at the end of the movie but what what's the journey to get us there what's the conflict um well i think this is where i think the conflict between us against the world kind of thing because Mm -hmm. we got into the podcasting game after like obviously you know don't want to give too much away but conquering the table setting world Mm -hmm. and we decided to do podcasts but nope Nobody wanted us, you know, nobody wanted us. The podcasting game was very vicious and, and um, cutthroat and so to speak. And they knew us from, they knew us as table setters. So it was really tough to break that typecasted. I know I, yeah. you get, you get casted and sometimes people break through and sometimes don't. So like, it just becomes this like struggle against our own, mm-hmm. our, ourselves and the world at the same time, there's inner conflict and outer conflict that are, that are driving us to become what we are today with the with the the champions of the podcasting i mean no i think no one else can do a podcast because we won exactly that's how we'd like to see it even though nobody's adhering to that really i think thousands come out a day so i mean that's really (laughs) who's enforcing these laws no there are no yeah it's kind of like the wild west in a sense and i like but i do like the conflict us against the world and i think I'm just thinking out loud here because we're just, you know, we're spitballing this. You know, none of this is pre-recorded or scripted, for God's sakes. You know, Matt's not reading from a script. Um, but yeah, uh, no, of course not. Of course not. Throw that shit away. <laughs> Delete it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we take that very literally. Us against the world. Maybe it's um, someone, another, maybe a famous. This could be a great option for a celebrity cameo appearance. You know, we get a big draw like, oh, my God, they're they're playing the world. And it's someone in just a human sized globe costume. And we just like it turns into like a a Batman cartoon style. Just we beat the shit out of this person. But it's like, pow, you know, and then you see the graphic on the screen. You know what I mean? Right. 
the zap and the brand the bam and stuff yeah, like that yeah exactly. i love i love the campiness <laughs> i love the campiness so like absolutely we need to in- incorporate that in the middle of a really dramatic scene right i feel like that juxtaposition will really be play well like like say it's my dad or your dad and they're like why don't you get a job in the factory like everybody else <laughs> and you're like i'm creative dad and then you punch him and there's like zaff Zaff, yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, we need a good cut over to like that. Kind of like to even it out to drown out because we don't want like something too heavy, you know. So yeah, then we exactly. we give them something like that where it's like, oh, we really are against the world here, and we're gonna overcome this. You know, who who could play this? Who could play the globe? Dave Bautista maybe comes to mind. I don't know. I like. I mean, his size would would be fitting for the globe. He's a big guy, so I mean, he would definitely be. You know, he would be the guy they work. So he he's our dad's working a globe factory, human in making human sized globes, and they come <laughs> yes. home when they work. And that's like the the uh, uh, subtext right. us against the world. We're literally punching the guy oops, with the globe. <laughs> it's getting emotional over there. I, yeah, I'm going all over the place. <laughs> um, and then that's kind of like symbolism. You know what I mean? Uh, we're really rebelling not only against the world, but also our fathers who also both work at the globe, the human globe factory where they make human sized <laughs> globes and a whole factory for that specific globe. And yes, I love it. I love it. The demand is insane for and, these things. And why wouldn't I love it? Like that's real life. That's really what happens. Our fathers both did work at the globe factory, the human globe factory. And we were, yeah. We also did. I mean, Dave. Bont- I guess Dave Bontese is fine. I feel like we could do better than that. It's got to be someone like, you know, like, I don't know, Dame Judy about, Dench. I like Dame Judy Dench as the mom for sure. It's just I like the mom, Chris- not any specific mom, but just <laughs> the mom. I am mom. <laughs> it's like an acronym almost. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of robot. <laughs> I am mom. Um. And then I like, I also, if I could throw his hat for him into the ring, Chris Christofferson or a Nick Nolte-esque character, just like this grizzled, you know, charcoal, like voice. Yeah, it's just like, why don't you get in (laughs) work at the gloom factory? (laughs) I like that. I like the gritty, grittiness of the character and that would be something good for us to kind of like come back because it would seem like oh god this guy's fucking scary as shit he's like he looks like he's crazy he just keeps smoking cigarettes i don't know what to make of this guy so yeah that could seem like some good conflict and then you have dame judy dench to bring in kind of the uplifting dame judy dench yeah the dame judy dench (laughs) this is real life first of all (laughs) let me tell you that Yeah, we, we really, really had robot mothers. Mm-hmm. Dame Judy Denchbot, yes. <laughs> Sorry, what does she do? Um, she just kind of comes in like, what's that character from the Flintstones who was it was the maid, but she was a robot? What was her name? The Jetsons. And it was Rosie. The Jetsons. Yeah. Rosie? She's yeah. like a Rosie esque character. Which is pretty much some Rosie. kind of pithy dialogue. We use a lot of Rosie's dialogue recircled from the Jetsons again, putting less work into it and reusing old properties, which is kind of what we're all about here at the Jargon Boys, Pyramid yeah. <laughs> Cole in the movie. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what really the essence of what we're doing around mm-hmm. here. What we, if, if I could get across any message to 
people watching our movie, it's that we took the shortest route possible with all the shortcuts we could. And that's kind of what the message is. If you don't take a shortcut, does it even exist? You know, like why do you, why is it there? It's if it's there, you should take it. Right. For sure. Don't be an idiot. Take the shortcut. (laughs) That's what we try to teach the youth that watch these movies. Take the shortcut. Always the easy, easiest way out. I think we got a lot accomplished here. I really do. I think we came up, we got the plot, us conquering the podcast community. We have the conflict, us beating up a Nick Nolte dressed human globe, um, rebelling against our fathers from the globe factory and the world as a whole, and only to conquer that thing representing the larger thing to the world. Right. And, and grasping that podcast trophy at the end, which is going to be so, so sweet. Right. And it, it's so it's sweet, like uh, tiny pieces of candy being put in my mouth one at a time. Tiny, the tiniest pieces of candy, just <laughs> little, little bits of candy. <laughs> yes, that's just like it's just like that. So we got some a lot accomplished. We got a lot accomplished. We got the movie almost pretty much fucking locked and loaded. We got uh, <laughs> Nick Fury. We mentioned Nick Fury is there. He's, he's locked in for 20 movies. We don't really know how he's going to fit in yet. He explains um, the finite pebbles. Yeah, he explains the finite. He, he recruits people for the finite pebbles. You got to work <laughs> that in there. <laughs> got to get that property off the ground. Um, yeah, I think we really did get a head start i mean we really kind of gave the screen rights everything so luckily we said the disclaimer at the beginning obviously the verbal binding contract right which no one can start held up in supreme court mm-hmm. over and over again so certainly no can. one's going to take this and then you know just use it without telling us so <laughs> that's impossible so it's just don't even think about it don't make this movie because we're going to make the movie we have dame judy Denchbot. we have already contacted her we've contacted we've got nick fury locked and loaded now all we have to do seems pretty easy is log Daniel D. Lewis into a movie and then get Burgundy Johansson, who's definitely real, and sign him on and have them work together. Seems pretty yeah. easy to me. We're we're <laughs> we're on the finish line here. Yeah, I mean honestly, there's some die I's to dots and T's to cross, but that's about it. Like I really don't it. see this. I don't see why this movie movie's stuff is so hard it's not hard it's not hard we we whipped one up in damn near a half hour it's been a little (laughs) over a half hour we have to hope a whole movie yeah i mean i guess i don't know that's why we conquered the community we're already conquering the movie industry since we haven't even made the fucking movie yet i think it just comes naturally to us so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i think that's it I think we should wrap it up because we've got a lot accomplished and we should probably, we're probably going to touch on this again. Once we get further into development. So look out for Dragon boys, of the movie um, part two coming to a podcast, coming to your ears near you. Um, but we are back for season two. So check us out every week. We're still going to be coming out on Mondays. I see people downloading it on the stats. So leave us a review. Leave us a review. You're downloading. Just leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, right into us. We'll definitely talk about it right now. This is the spot where we, actually, I'll, if we get something, I'll talk about it at the top of the show. So you don't even have to listen to our dumb rambling before you hear me talk about your review. You can hear it right up top. Right. Well, that'd you be don't nice. have to, yeah, you don't have to skip minutes ahead and back trying to get to where they talked about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they going to mention my fucking review? When are they going to say it? I guess they're going to listen to the whole thing. The fucking thing. No, 
you can just I'll say it right up top. So leave us a review. Um, Matt, where are, they, where are we at on the where's the Jargon Boys at? What's the Twitter handle? Uh, it's at Jargon Boys. Nice, nice and clean. Hmm. I yeah, I was really panicking for that one. I hadn't <laughs> said it in a while, so I was like, I know. <laughs> but I, I just came out and I was it worked out. I hey, worked keeping out. your keeping your improv skills sharp, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this that's, is an interview, sir. <laughs> All right, that's it. We'll see you next week on Monday. Bye. Bye, guys.